Hello Anchor, this is Adrian Ridgeway with my last show for 2018, um, but it certainly will not be my last for 2019. I want to do this a lot in 2019. So in today's show, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, the year that we've had, 2018, um, particularly by talking about my predictions, see which of them came true. Then I'm going to make some more predictions for 2019. And then I'm going to follow on from my last um, podcast and talk about my runner-up for Game of the Year. So before I talk about my 2018 predictions, let me just make one thing absolutely clear. I am not, and do not claim at all, to have any sort of phenomenal cosmic psychic power. Um, In fact, the very opposite. Um... Anyone who makes such a claim is either a liar or mentally ill. Um, I strongly do not believe in anything like that. The predictions I made for 2018 and will make for 2019 come from nowhere except my own imagination and intuition. Um, Probably evidenced by the fact that so many of my predictions are wrong and also by the fact that I'm willing to test them by actually looking back at them at the end of every year and seeing how I did and admitting when I do get things wrong. Um, And I think I might be doing quite a lot of that for my 2018 predictions, looking at this. So I have three sets of predictions that I do for each year. Um, Two things that I buy, two things that I would sell, and celebrity deaths, which is a bit morbid, but it's also a lot of fun. Um, and it's something that gets me through bad news <laughs> throughout the year. So in 2018, I said to buy on two things. The two things that I said you should buy in 2018 were Timerick and Federer hats. Now, I thought Timerick would be a popular one because I heard that um, the spice was hugely growing in popularity as people made more and more of their own curries. And it was going to be a huge ingredient this year as more and more people make recipes at home. And I think what scuppered this one was the weather. It's been probably the hottest year in this country on record on average. Um, Hotter weather means less people cooking curries, less people buying turmeric. So, yeah, that was a complete bust. Um, As for Federer hats... Um, the only plonker I see walking around wearing a Federer uh, at the moment is me. Um, well, certainly the only plonker under the age of 60 who I see wearing one. So um, that was a bust. But I'm still going to keep on wearing my Federer with pride. Um, the things that I said you should sell in 2018, I said to sell on Apple and sell on Vince McMahon. Now, Apple Apple haven't really innovated much this year, as far as I can see. Um, but they haven't had a disastrous year either, so it's been a safe year for them. Um, and Vince McMahon, he's as rich as ever. Um, it looks like he might have been in trouble when they did that, um, WWE did that show in Saudi Arabia, but Teflon Vince just can't be beat. Um, he did get decked by AJ Styles on the Christmas show, but... Um, that doesn't mean he's worthless, um, and of course wrestling is all fake, so it's been a good year for him. So my buy and sell predictions were completely and utterly wrong. 
My celebrity death predictions, on the other hand, ooh, well, my three predictions were James Randi, Dick Van Dyke, and I can't remember the third. Oh, and Billy Connolly. So, James Randi, American magician and skeptic who I admire very much. He's quiet. Um, there hasn't been any real news on James Randi this year, uh, but he is alive. So, that's an L. Uh, Dick Van Dyke. Um, I thought the new Mary Poppins film would finish him off, to be honest. Um, but sure enough, there he is in the new film, dancing on the desk. No stunt double, apparently. No CGI. It's him dancing. He was at the premiere, um, and he seems to be absolutely fine. So Dick Van Dyke dances on. And uh, Billy Connolly, um, he's coping with his Parkinson's. He's still gigging, um, still making documentaries. Um, so... Good on the big yin. He's well too. So I'm very happy to take the L on all three of those. They're great celebrities. So, um, yeah, none of my predictions can be repeated the next year. So um, all three of them are, are safe for 2019. So, yeah, I think that's further evidence that I'm not a psychic. And I don't even have very good intuition or imagination either because... My 2018 predictions were completely and utterly wrong, wrong, wrong. So that means my 2019 predictions for next year can only get better. But without further ado, here are my predictions for 2019. I will buy on mobile phone courting technology and SpaceX. I think people are going to be queuing outside of shop doors to get their phones coated with um, hydrophobic coating. That'll keep their phones safe, um, prevent their phones from cracking, um, and just increase their durability. I think this is going to become affordable, cheap, people are going to want it, and it's something that people can set up pop-up shops for really quickly. I think that's coming big time in 2019. I think everyone will be getting their mobile phones coated somewhere. And lots of businesses will pop up based on that. Um, SpaceX, I think they'll just carry on doing what they're doing and um, probably announce plans to get people on the moon or maybe even get someone on the moon in, in 2019. So I can see nothing but future success for them. Um as for selling in 2019, I think... Actually, I've put this on two media companies, really. I'm going to sell YouTube and the BBC. Um, I think you, the YouTube bubble is already in the process of bursting. And creators are just going to continue to leave it. And the audience are going to leave it also. Um, it's becoming a bit of a dead dog. Um... It, it, YouTube will still exist by the end of 2019, but it will be very damaged and, and Netflix will have continued to build up and, and keep on drilling a massive hole into YouTube. As for the BBC, the BBC are in trouble because um, of the licence fee. Um, basically, they're, they're going to have to let everyone of a certain age off the licence fee and it's going to cost them millions and millions of pounds which will mean they have to reduce their import um, if they want to keep it as high quality. And rightly so, to be honest, because 
apart from the educational content, a lot of what the BBC have been producing lately has been utter, utter guff. So they deserve it. Um, I think the BBC at the moment should be banned from making any sort of comedy whatsoever because comedy on the BBC right now is just awful. So I've I've got to sell on the BBC. I love the BBC, but I'm selling them in 2019. Now, as for celebrity deaths, um, it's a female special. <laughs> I'm going to put down three female celebrity deaths for 2019. Um, two of these are people who I particularly love, actually. Um, the first one is Patricia Routledge, um, famous for playing Hyacinth Bucket in um, the... Um, Oh, no, it's completely lost my memory. What is it called? Um, to, oh, what is that show called with Patricia Routledge? I've got them all on DVD. I've got them all on DVD. I watch it all the time. Why has that disappeared from my brain? Keeping up appearances. Boom, got it. <laughs> Roy Clark, keeping up appearances. Patricia Routledge, yeah. Um, I haven't heard much from her lately. Um, so yeah, I think she she might be um, <laughs> we might be losing her. Um, the other one is Dame Vera Lynn, um, the lady who sung um, "We'll Meet Again." Don't know where, don't know when. Still singing up to a few years ago, I think, um, but very quiet. So I think she's down for twenty nineteen. And then another, really another singer actually as well. I, I've put down Angela Lansbury. She got a stay of execution last year after her incredible performance uh, where she sung the Beauty and the Beast theme again. Um, but I, I, I think I think Angela's I think Angela's done this year. <laughs> oh, it sounds really morbid doing these celebrity death picks when you have to explain them. I shouldn't have done that. I should have just said the names. Um, but anyway, hopefully I'm wrong, wrong, wrong for all three of those. Um, I, I'm happy to take L's on my death picks but it, it is a a nice and interesting thing to do um a friend of mine who i do this with um he put down june whitfield for this year and um he, he rung me up yesterday because june whitfield died sadly on the 29th of december and was like i got one i got one a last minute entry from june whitfield and i don't know it just kind of smooths off the edges slightly controversial i know um but hey it's just something i like to do so the last thing I want to do on the show for 2018 is to talk about my runner-up for the 2018 Game of the Year. Um, I'll talk about the winner um, in my next podcast, um, probably at length, but I do just want to say a few words about the runner-up this year, which was Stardew Valley, an absolutely beautiful Farming Simulator slash RPG, um, which I played on the PlayStation 4 and just found absolutely brilliant. Just what a lovely, beautiful world Stardew Valley is to get lost in. And there is so much to do. Um, you can go battling monsters in caves. You can, of course, build up your farm, but not just building up your farm. You can grow crops, um, raise animals, make jams, make artisan goods, make cheese, and you can use the goods you build to build up the community centre and make the community happy. There's a whole community and you can meet people and get married, have kids if you want. You can build up your house. 
Um, you can go fishing. You can ride your horse. Um, you can go mining. Um, there's, there's just so much you can do. You can get ready for um, this year's festival. Well, not this year. There's every um, season there's a few festivals. And it, it's just a, a wonderful, glorious game because everything you do is fun. Like Red Dead Redemption 2, there's a lot of horse riding, a lot of moving around. There's a big, beautiful world, but it's tighter. And everything is simple and everything is fun. And, and it was just a wonderful game to just put on, forget worries for a while and escape to Stardew Valley. And I recommend you all do the same. How glorious to play a game where you build something up like a farm and there's not a single microtransaction in sight. Um, I hired the game, and the game as it was hired uh, easily got me 100 hours of pure joy. I was still discovering things right up until about hour 95. Um, an absolutely brilliant, brilliant game. Um, in many other years, Stardew Valley would have won it. Um, it would have definitely beat the likes of... Um, the Phantom Pain, or Bioshock Infinite, or Bulletstorm, um, who have won that game of the year before. But, hey, this was 2018, and there was one game that, in my estimation, did just about beat Stardew Valley. I'm not taking bets on what it is. You'll probably guess, um, especially if you heard my last show. Um, but we will talk about my game of the year next um, next show, probably tomorrow. And that just leaves me to say thank you very much for listening and um, I look forward to hearing from some of you soon. Happy New Year.